Hello, and welcome back to the Cuse Conversations podcast. I'm John Boccasino, Senior Internal Communications Specialist at Syracuse University. Our goal is for our new students and their families to feel immediate part of our Orange family and be excited to be here. Our orientation program is a mix of um, academic and uh, social connection programming with the goal for students to feel connected to each other, start to build friendships and relationships, relationships with the university that Orange Pride, and then also get connected with their academic unit, uh, learn more about their school college, learn um, more about the staff and the faculty that work in that space, and then also get to know their classmates. Well, it's hard to believe, but Syracuse Welcome, the university's new student orientation program, takes place August 25th to 28th, with on-campus move-in occurring starting August 24th. Syracuse Welcome really represents the first steps in a student Syracuse University journey. And on this episode, we are thrilled to welcome on Carrie Grogan Abbott, the Director of New Student and Family Programs here at Syracuse University. Carrie's gonna offer up some tips and some best practices for new and returning students and their families as they start a new year here at Syracuse. Carrie, thanks for making the time to join us. Uh, thanks for having me, John. What would you say before we get into the nitty gritty for Syracuse Welcome? Like, what is what's a word of wisdom you can offer parents, grandparents, family members about this uncertain time? Oh gosh, that is such a good question. The first thing that came to mind is patience, um, and and I say that it's not really patience, patience with the process, patience with yourself, with your student, this is a time of anxiety sometimes for families, right? There's a lot to prepare to get ready for college. There's a lot of unknown there. And that can manifest with stress for the student and for their family. So, and then, yeah, just the not knowing what to expect. So I say patience with all of those things to kind of give yourself grace and space to have all of those feelings and all of that anxiety, but then also patience to know if there's, if there's something you don't know right now, we're going to let you know. Maybe it's just coming soon. We have a great tradition we'll get to called the Goon Squad that'll be there to help you through every step of your actual move-in journey. But I want to start at the very beginning when it comes to Syracuse Welcome. What exactly can our students and their family members expect when they step foot on campus for Syracuse Welcome? Well, I think when families first arrive, we're all about the orange welcome. So, you know, we talk, we'll talk about the goon squad, but we have tons of students, faculty and staff who are there to greet the students. Our goal is for our new students and their families to feel immediate part of our orange family and be excited to be here. Our Orientation program is a mix of um, academic and uh, social connection programming with the goal for students to feel connected to each other, start to build friendships and relationships, relationships with the university that Orange Pride, and then also get connected with their academic unit, uh, learn more about their school college, learn um, more about the staff and the faculty that work in that space, and then also get to know their classmates. 
sending, you know, a loved one away to school can elicit a lot of, of feelings of, you can feel remorse over the distance. Uh, you can feel uh, a fear over how they're going to handle being away from home for the first time, but we are here to help. Uh, and I love the volunteer aspect. There's so many people that get involved uh, and, and give back during Syracuse Welcome. I'd be remiss if I didn't start with the Goon Squad members. The Goon Squad celebrates its 78th year this year. Hard to believe uh, 78 years. It feels like it's been longer uh, of our Goon Squad students helping out. What exactly is a Goon Squad and what role will they play to offer both a welcoming and friendly face and, uh, and helpful arms and hands in the moving process? Love talking about the Goon Squad. It's a campus tradition that my and myself and my team feel a lot of pride and um, honor, really, to 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 be the keepers of that tradition and keep it moving. So uh, the Goon Squad was started in 1944. Initially, it was a group of students who had to reinforce the new students wearing beanies. They used to have to wear beanies. That tradition very, very quickly just evolved into a new student welcome team. So returning students would come together and they would help the students move in. They would be part of events. They used to be the cheering section, kind of like the Otto's Army, you know, of the uh, 40s and 50s. So um, really, for 78 years, we've had returning students be involved in the welcome of our first years. So for this year in 2022, we have over 500 students who are volunteering their time to be part of this volunteer welcome team. A lot of those students are involved in student organizations. So what's nice about that is not only are they providing that welcome to the university, but they're also able to talk about involvement opportunities, which is really important to a lot of our students as they're arriving. As helpful as staff members can be for the student part of it, who better to offer advice and expertise than the students themselves, who not that long ago were the wide-eyed first years getting ready for their first year here at Syracuse University. We run our move-in so smoothly, you know, from the process of pulling your car in, you get your assigned time slot to come to your residence hall. There are these abundance of gray bins uh, that are out there. What role will the Goon Squad members play? That's such a great question. So we do have the bins, the famous gray bins. And so the traditional process is, uh, maybe I'll just talk you through that, John. So when a family arrives, we typically have them in um, a line of cars, like a queue. And then when it's your turn to move in, you'll pull up in front of the building. And that's where our volunteer comes in, the team. A goon squad member, faculty staff member, or an orientation leader, or all three, are there for the welcome to Syracuse University. Um, and then they'll get the bins there and they will just help people unload their car, get that bin filled up. Um, as you know, we use a lot of masking tape. We like to label the bins with the student's name and their room number so we know where it's going. And then typically um, the Goon Squad student um, will go with the new student up to their room, help them unload that bin and then bring it back downstairs. And so what we would want is a family member or a support person who can move the car to stay with the vehicle so they can move the car while somebody starts the move-in process. It's a very well thought out process and it has to be because Carrie, how many first year students are we welcoming onto campus this year? I mean, we're not talking about a couple hundred. This is a monumental undertaking. 
It is a lot, John. Yeah. So um, we have just under 4,000, you know, new students that we're welcoming, which is amazing. We do a lot of students who arrive early. Um, so, you know, athletes, for example, we have some students participating in what we call pre-welcome programs. So these are opportunities for students to arrive early and meet with a small group of students. Our office runs one for transfer students called Transfer Transitions. We also have a program um, for first-generation college students called Q's First. That's a great opportunity for students to connect to each other. A lot of our uh, colleagues in Hendricks Chapel are sponsoring programs. We have an outdoor orientation program through recreation services. I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody, but anyway, we have students who come in through that. Our students who come in for the marching band come in early so they can start their practice. But the majority of the students are moving in August 23rd to 25th. So it's we'll be moving in probably over a thousand students a day, at least on the Tuesday and Wednesday, probably at least 500 on Thursday. And that's why when Carrie was asked the most important piece of advice, patience really has to be at the forefront because as much as you care about getting your family member into their residence hall, there's 3,999 other families that are going through the same thing. It's not just one family at a time, but again, we run it so smoothly here at Syracuse. What kind of challenge is it to organize and orchestrate this process? And how long has this process been underway trying to orchestrate all these moving parts? Well, I talk about Syracuse Welcome all year round. It does. It takes a year to, to put this all together. I think very fortunately, um, myself and my team inherited a very well-designed move-in process. At its core, it's not changed very much over the past several decades. I think what we've been able to enhance is the technology around that process, um, you know, using electronic sign-up processes that have, you know, improved over the years. So the goal would be for a, a student in their family to be able to pick the day and time that they move in. So um, with enhanced technology, that process has gone very well. It's removed some, some steps. And then um, the on-campus team, our colleagues in parking services, Department of Public Safety, are huge to helping make sure all of this works, you know, the traffic flow, making sure students know where they're going, um, getting people in lines. So um, we have all the right people on campus who are involved and commit the, the time into planning. You know, if I might highlight, you know, the, the patience piece of it, right? So the, the student and family end of it, waiting is hard. My nephew said that once when he was six, it's hard to wait and it stays with me because it is hard to wait. And so you may be waiting in your car for a while. Sometimes that's difficult to do, but I've also heard families tell me they had an unexpected hour with their student that they could just spend time together and talk. And um, that ends up being kind of a special memory for families. Or I've had people tell me they just like popped a movie on their iPad and just kind of chilled, you know, because you just kind of got to wait. So quoting my nephew, it is hard to wait, but I'm hoping that the, the end result is kind of worth that wait time. You've assigned, uh, there's, there's assigned move-in times uh, yes. and dates for the families to bring their loved one here to campus. But there always seems to be a couple of parents or a couple of family members who think, oh, 
what's it going to hurt if I go a couple minutes early or try to line up ahead of my time slot? What would you tell those renegade family members to keep them in line? (laughs) Oh, renegade, that's funny. You know, we love people to stick to their time as best as possible. And that's that's how we manage that traffic flow, right? And, And we have people like, you know, do the different time blocks to manage um, wait times, but also manage like safety and security and traffic. So um, it is preferred that people come, you know, right around, you know, their their move-in time. When we start moving at 9 a.m., have I had families who are lined up at 6.30 in the morning? Yes, I have. Um, But that is not something that people need to do. It's this phenomenon, it seems like every year, where you get two schools of thoughts for the families. They either bring everything in the kitchen sink or they bring the bare minimum to get through the first couple weeks of the semester. It's okay if you forget something, right? You don't need to pack everything for the next four, five, six months in your van when you're coming to Syracuse. That's such a great question. So I think leaning into that, I don't, you know, I don't want to call it anxiety space, but leaning into that space of I'm bringing my student to school. I want to leave them with everything they need. There is a certain amount of stress related to the shopping and the packing and the room setup. The big box stores will make you think that you need so much stuff that you don't need. So there's that. (laughs) And then also Instagram's a problem, John, right? Because people post pictures of these elaborately decorated residence hall rooms. And then people are thinking like, oh, that's what my room needs to look like. I don't know what your room looked like when you were in college. Mine was pretty basic. I remember having a very detailed conversation with my mother about the comforter that I chose. And she said, um, you better like it because you're going to use it for four years. Uh, which, which honestly, actually, we still have it um, at my parents' camp. But, um, you know, I digress. The stuff, the stuff is a thing. You have to remember the room is small, um, you know, and, and you may not be able to pick out the perfect storage item in advance, right? You may get in there and start to set up and say, gosh, you know, I really need uh, this bucket, I think, to keep my um, toiletries in, that kind of thing. So I think Coming in a minimalist approach is good. Um, You can go out typically and run some errands after and maybe pick up a storage thing. Also, in the world that we live in, you know, with online deliveries, students can have stuff shipped to their room and um, or that they're building, right? They get packages, they're down at the main desk, so they can always get something shipped. In terms of, of, of clothing, too, so as you know, John, it can get a little chili in Syracuse, right? So sometimes also we'll recommend, you know, bring, bring that fall, like late summer to early fall wardrobe. If a student's able to go home at Thanksgiving, that's a good time to maybe switch out some stuff. Or if a family member's coming for family weekend, send back the shorts and give me the fleeces, like that kind of stuff. So you can kind of strategize on how uh, the clothing, you know, situation will work and that kind of thing. What are some other mistakes that you think you've seen made by well-intentioned family members during move-in that could slow or deter the process? Well, coming with multiple cars, when you come with like three cars, that's tricky. You know, um, people who who rent a U-Haul, like we've seen that, of course, in Fillet, you know, that's all. 
that's not all um, going to fit. So less is more, you know, is, is certainly a way to go. You know, bringing in large furniture, we've had people ask if they could bring in their own mattress. So the answer to that is no, you know, use what we've got there. You can put a mattress pad around the whole thing. You can get a memory foam top or you can kind of zhuzh up what you have, but stuff like that. Like you can't really bring in furniture and new mattresses and, and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's all well intended, right? It goes back to, we want to take care of our child and we want to leave them their room. You know, you're, you know, you're used to having their room at home and, you know, maybe helping with laundry or, you know, the, helping them decorate and that kind of thing. So you know, making your student feel set up in their own space. I think, I mean, I'll speak from my own lens as a mother, like you, you want to know your child's in good hands. And so some of that bringing the stuff to school is how that manifests. Now, speaking of the safety angle, Mm -hmm. we are all at the university cognizant of the impact that COVID-19 played in the last couple of years. And we're learning to live with COVID-19. There's some changes to how Syracuse Welcome is going to go as it relates um, to COVID-19. What's new? Are there any policies that parents now have to follow when it comes to uh, vaccination status? And um, there was a check-in station the last couple of years you had to go to before you moved into your residence hall room. How has that changed this year? Gosh, that's such a good question. So, you know, reflecting backwards, yeah, I mean, like the whole world, 2020 really threw us for a loop. Like, what well, you know, between March of 2020, when the university shut down and then when we reopened in, you know, August, that was definitely something. And we, we had a very elaborate check-in system, a lot of screening. We could no longer, I think we only had one family member go into the building with a student to, to unload their belongings. And that was really sad because a lot of people really look forward to that process, right? You know, that setup process. So, um, Last year was a little better. And I would say going into 2022, we are really back to a traditional process and that guests can come into the building to help their students set up. We've kind of been able to ease back. I will tell you that the requirements to be a Syracuse University student in terms of um, vaccinations, immunizations is definitely more extensive than it, than it was in the past. Students are required to have there are two doses of COVID vaccine and a booster shot if they're eligible. And we are taking that very seriously. Students are not allowed on campus if they haven't either um, it, it had those immunizations or unless they've gone through a waiver process for medical or religious reasons. So I would say going into 2022, that's the biggest impact that COVID is going to have on student arrival. And the best part I can say about these policies is you will be over communicated with when it comes to what exactly you have to show, what you have to bring, the status requirements. And it's a blessing to have that over communication because you know parents and family members can know right from the get-go what they need to do to be compliant and to start their Syracuse University journey. Now, Moving into the residence hall is just one step in this process. There is a ton of other great activities planned during Syracuse Welcome. What can parents and family members and their students expect beyond the move-in process? Yeah, we have so many events that are planned. Um, and we have kind of a social engagement uh, program every night. So I can just give you kind of the quick summary of what those are. Um, Tuesday night, the 23rd, we have um, an annual ice cream social. 
sounds super basic in its content, but um, it's a place where a lot of students just talk about meeting their first friend. It's a very like low key ice cream social. And then we also have um, the Slices Right, which is a, a game show that our orientation leaders create. I never know what it's going to look like, but that's in Hendricks Chapel. So that's, it's really fun because that's sometimes the student's first opportunity to be in that space as well. On a Wednesday, August 24th, we are having 90s night, which uh, again, our students kind of came up with that concept. Um, we're going to play old 90s music videos and have a lot of glow in the dark stuff. And just, I don't know, a lot of things that are 90s, um, you know, a throwback to the 90s. So that, that'll be really fun. I'm very excited to see what that looks like. <laughs> As somebody who was in college and high school in the 90s. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited to relive that part of my youth, right? Um, and Thursday, August 25th is really a special day. That's our official kickoff to Syracuse Welcome. It's that official like Syracuse University student moment. Um, we have our new student convocation. That's a program where families uh, are invited and encouraged to attend. We have a celebration on the quad after that. We have a couple different evening activities also going on that night. We're very excited um, in collaboration with 119 Euclid, um, which is our new, um, you know, home and center to celebrate our, our BIPOC students. So that's going to be uh, a collaborative um, event with them. And uh, we're going to have uh, BIPOC supporting student organizations there. So it's kind of like an open house, little mix and mingle. So we're thrilled about that. Um, and then also uh, the Barn Center is going to have um, an open house, like a really big event. All of their things will be open, the climbing wall, they have like glow roller skating, all kinds of stuff. And then also on the Orange Grove, we are going to have a concert featuring some student bands. So that we're very that was really popular last year. And you know what? I'm not done because Friday night we have a big carnival with inflatable things. And then uh, one of our signature programs, and John, I think you've been at this before, but we have a program in Clinton Square in downtown Syracuse called Citrus in the City. And it's like, um, it's a food festival. We have food from area restaurants. Um, the marching band performs. We have tons of student organizations who perform. And it is just, um, it's really fun. Everybody likes food, but it's also a way to introduce our students to the city of Syracuse. It's the home. A lot of different festivals, different cultural festivals take place in Clinton Square. So that's kind of the summary of what goes on during Syracuse Welcome. We have a ton of stuff that goes on Labor Day weekend as well. Um, sometimes families are worried, you know, kind of the fun stops and then what happens. But Orange After Dark has programs during um, Labor Day weekend. We sponsor buses to the state fair all weekend. We have shuttle buses that go to the fair. There's a lot to look forward to. You and your staff, and I know it takes a village to pull off Syracuse Welcome, but there's so many great activities. And this is just the beginning of your orange journey. I, I, I'm so glad you brought up the new student convocation because you know, this is your first opportunity to step foot on the JMA wireless dome. And it's so cool. You're on the field. You're there with your family members and your parents who have come with you. What exactly will take place during convocation? Yeah, thank you for bringing us back to that because it's a really special ceremony, right? Like it is, it is the bookend to commencement. Students and families are not in that space together the same way until they graduate from Syracuse University write their bookend events. And it's, it's really, it's meaningful. So it is a formal academic program um, 
there's regalia, there's pomp and circumstance, the academic procession, the provost speaks, the chancellor speaks, um, the students sing the alma mater together for the first time as a class. So there is a lot of meaning, you know, behind the program. And I, I really, I love that. I love the meaning behind it and the specialness of it and uh, that our families can be there to participate. Now, we also know that um, not everybody can stay or not everybody can travel to Syracuse. So um, that program is also going to be live streamed this year. Mm. You know, that's one of those like post COVID things that I lean into is something we've learned is how to live stream things so that we can be inclusive of everybody. So for first for families who aren't able to attend, we'll have that live stream available on our website. One last question I want to get to uh, concerning it concerns when is the right time for parents and family members to leave their son, their daughter, their family member here at campus? I know that there's no right answer, but what advice do you have out there as a mother yourself um, when it comes to when is it appropriate for the family member to say their goodbye to the student? Oh, it's funny. I knew you were going to ask me that. So what we recommend to families is that they leave by 12 or 1 p.m. on Friday which is the 26th of August. Um, we have some family programming. The schools and colleges will host some family information sessions that morning. And then you really need to let the student do their thing. They have academic sessions. They have other things going on. So that moment is hard, right? It's hard to leave, but we got to let them do it, right? We got to let them spread their wings and fly, not to be cheesy, but um <laughs> I think, you know, then, then it's like the what's next, right? So it's okay to have a good cry on your way home in the car. Um, and, you know, when you, when you get home, if I, could I give a little like post Syracuse welcome first year advice for families as well, John? That's what we have you on here for, Carrie, right. right on us. <laughs> yeah. So I think, I think the thing is, is that it's an adjustment, right? It's an adjustment for you not to have your student at home. It's an adjustment for the student not to be there. And so, you know, maybe talk in advance about how often you're going to talk, you know, how many, like, are you calling me five times a day? How much are you supposed to be texting me? You know, if I don't pick up the phone, I might be in class. It's good for, for families to know their student's class schedule so they can just know and expect to hear from you. Students are going to be quick to call their families when things aren't going well, right? Like that's a moment when I need my mom or my support person. Um, you know, I, I don't think I did well on my first test. Uh, I'm not sure I'm getting along with my roommate. And what will happen the next day or even a couple hours later, whatever happened with a roommate is fine. You get that test back and you did fine. But it's in that moment that you forget to call home or you forget to text your parent and be like, everything is great. So I think, you know, I like to share with families to be aware of those ups and downs and we're going to have them. And again, the patience, the patience with it all, patience with the process. And while the separation anxiety can indeed uh, be real as you're about to say, you know, goodbye, it's not really goodbye because there's so many ways to stay connected, including the amazing time known as Family Weekend, uh, which is a great opportunity to welcome back the parents, the grandparents, the aunts, the uncles, every member of the family that wants to come back. We hold Family Weekend October 14th to the 16th. 
highlighted, of course, in my sports opinion, with the football game against NC State on the 15th of October. But there's really so much more that goes into Family Weekend. What exactly is Family Weekend? Oh, Family Weekend is wonderful. And another um, initiative that comes out of our office under the direction of my colleague, Missy Mathis Hanlon. It is a, a wonderful mix of uh, connection opportunities uh, for, for students and for their families, and then also some academic programming. So our office hosts some things, and then um, also the schools and colleges will host some activities as well. So there's scheduled events, but there's also time for students to just spend time you know, with their families. So that schedule, um, like the draft of it, you know, the initial events is on our website, the registration's up on our website, and we're just kind of finalizing the schedule and and we'll have details as they become available. But it's a really special weekend and we really do hope that, that if families are able to, they can come and join us. And Carrie, give us the website for our parents, for family members, where they can go if they have more questions, they want to find out more information, where should they head? Okay, so the website's a little long, but it is experience.syracuse.edu backslash NSFP. So that stands for New Student and Family Programs. We will also include links, of course, in our story and our podcast, but I wanted to put you on the spot a little bit with uh, spelling out the website for our audience out here. Carrie, you're a treasure trove of knowledge and information. I know it's going to go very smoothly coming up. Thanks for all you do, and thanks for lending uh, your expertise here on the podcast. It was wonderful. Thanks for having me. Thanks for checking out the latest installment of the Cuse Conversations podcast. My name is John Boccasino, signing off for the Cuse Conversations podcast. 